I'm Sarah Harsh, and this is 10 Minutes of Grace. What's your purpose? Why do you do what you do? When that alarm goes off in the morning, why do you get out of bed? What motivates you? Are you tired of striving for more time and money and acceptance? Do you feel constrained to fit your life into this neat little box? And will you ever become the image that you see in other people's eyes? Maybe we all need a little more grace. And maybe we could all give a little more grace. Well, I will probably go to my grave with my family forever remembering me always asking them this question in every moment, whether they're failing miserably or basking in great successes, in all circumstances, what's your purpose? Have you ever thought about this question? Well, my goal is to help you open up a discussion in your own mind and heart for finding freedom, freedom in your faith to be honest and real, for finding direction, a direction down a clear path of God's will and connection, connection to love others with the greatest compassion, a purpose that leads you to a little more grace. Welcome to today's podcast. Thank you so much for everyone who is taking the time to come and listen, and I really hope this is an encouragement to you. Freedom is our purpose. In previous podcasts, I've talked about how I don't think that God is providing physical things for us today, like jobs and houses, money, babies, spouses, because if he is doing these things, then he's very unequal and unjust. And I know this might make some people uneasy or even angry. But I think God provided us the most excellent blessing that we'll ever need when he poured out his grace to us on the cross. That was his greatest and final miracle. In John 19.30, Jesus says, It is finished. His earthly ministry was complete. It's not over or done. It's just on to the next phase. Today, grace reigns instead of law. When God's laws reigned instead of grace, We had God's promise that if we obeyed him, then he would physically bless us. And now that we have the cross and the law has been fulfilled, that agreement of obedience and blessings has changed. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 says, My grace is sufficient for you. We can have spiritual comfort in knowing that God's grace promises that we can be with him in heaven someday. We'll have a new body and we'll spend eternity with God. But if God isn't providing for our physical needs anymore, then does he even care? What are we supposed to do to survive this present rotten world? Does he even care if we have jobs or food or health or shelter? How do we survive this world when we're homeless, unemployed, sick, and alone? If God isn't providing these things for me, then I'm feeling pretty hopeless right now. And it's all nice and fine to say that Jesus is all I need, but the fact is we still need to eat. 
we still need somewhere to live and we still need a job to do these things. Well, what if God provided something else to help us with all those physical needs? We have the body of Christ. This body of Christ, it's a community of believers that's here to help with our physical needs. And while God has provided for our spiritual needs, we as the body of Christ can be a blessing to each other. We can provide for each other's physical needs. God wants us to work together in community. He wants us to help each other. We need each other. And I think as Americans, we've isolated ourselves because of our wealth. We're a very wealthy nation and we've learned to provide for our own needs. We're even celebrated for providing for ourselves. And while this can be a very good thing, I think we've taken it to extremes. We don't need each other anymore. Now, in other countries, they can't survive without their community. They have to rely on each other for daily living. We can isolate ourselves with our wealth, or we can end up relying on someone forever with our physical needs. There has to be a balance. These extremes get us into trouble. We need each other. Some of us are struggling financially, and some of us are struggling emotionally. This is what the church is for. That's why we have the body of Christ. While it's important to share the gospel with people who are hurting and need hope, if they're focused on just figuring out where they're going to get their next meal, or they're lost in depression and alone, they may not be too concerned about the gospel. They got bigger problems. And yes, these earthly problems, they may be short-lived compared to eternity, and the gospel is ultimately the solution for, for this, but our finite minds are focused on the here and now. Sometimes people need food and shelter first. They need to feel safe and loved. And we as the body of Christ, we need to help with their physical and emotional needs so that they can hear the gospel. Paul writes to churches or these groups of believers, and he talks about the way they provided physically for him and each other. The Philippians, they were very generous with their money, and Paul was very thankful that they were willing to provide for his physical needs. Paul was always careful, though, to remind them that there is a balance between the financial blessings that they were able and willing to provide, but that ultimately God's spiritual provision of eternal life, it far surpasses the physical need. God is the sole provider of our every need, and his provision is more exceedingly abundant than anything that we could ever want or even ask for. Salvation is all we need. But I'm very thankful that he's provided for our physical needs while we're here struggling on this earth. And he's provided that through the church. He's given us the responsibility to provide for the poor, those in physical poverty and those in emotional poverty. I've heard it said that instead of asking God why he isn't ending poverty, maybe we should be asking why we aren't ending poverty. God wants us to give cheerfully, not out of obligation or 
any underlying thinking of what I'm going to get in return. This is how giving works under grace or free will. Grace giving can be a real struggle for our earthly minds. We can give of our time and money and talent however we want. It's hard to give freely when there's no certain amount that we have to give and there's no rules. That thinking comes from law-based thinking that always has strings attached and it comes from a place of giving in order to receive. And God doesn't want us to give under obligation. We're under grace. And I'm very thankful to those who can give money. Money can be such a struggle and a small amount of money can make such a big difference for someone who's struggling to make ends meet. Please be generous with your money. It may feel like people who give money are better, but all of us have something significant to offer the body of Christ. We are all equally important in the body of Christ. And in 1 Corinthians 12, it talks about the eyes and the ears and the hands and the feet in the body of Christ. We are all the hands and feet of Christ, and we all have a place at the table. There is a balance and a humility that is evident in grace giving. Maybe you have time to sit with someone going through a hard time. Maybe you can make someone a meal or offer them a ride. Mentor a child. Send a single mom or an elderly person a gift card for groceries or gas. Encourage a teenager. We have to be intentional to look for ways that we can offer our time and our money. And look for ways to give because it can be hard for people struggling to ask for help. Maybe we all need to learn to give and receive a little more grace.